Welcome to Naked and Counting. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. Today, for all of our listeners, we have a very special guest and a longtime friend of both of ours, uh, Mr. Talal Ben Lassen. Yes? No. Hey. Is that correct? Is that how you yeah, say it? <laughs> yes, Talal Ben Lassen, yeah. Ben Lassen. Yeah. Well, okay. the pronunciation Arabic is kind of like uh, rough, but I don't know somehow. I, I spare you that. Can you, wait, wait, do the Arabic. Uh, Lesson. Ben, hold on. <laughs> ben Lassen. Okay, Talal Ben Lassen. Listen, I'm in the same room as him. That sounded real creepy, the way he said it. <laughs> and he was whispering in my ear at the same time. <laughs> So Talal is a is a guy that I've seen on the uh, on the scene for so many years. It was like in the beginning, you was like doing solos, right? Yeah, kind of. It was just doing solos every. It, no, hold on. He's, no, he's. Before. I can't remember. He started with like, partners like, and then solos saw, and then like, partners. I was still searching. <laughs> I saw I saw a lot of solos. Yeah. With this guy, and I just remember his hands being <laughs> like long. Like everything, this whole arm, everything just seemed to be long. I don't know how, it, I don't know the costumes that you chose, but you're, I just noticed your hands just coming out. You know, like that, the stretch man in the Fantastic Four. That Talal was is Talal. a very tall guy, actually. So if you guys yeah. have not seen him before, definitely look him up. He's a very tall, um, limb guy. I was a lot skinnier before, so it was even longer. <laughs> We're still talking about the arms, folks. We're still talking about the arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. So, so uh, Talal is also like he's a he's a performer, he's an instructor. He organizes holidays around the world, right? I just saw him, just run into him. I was in uh, Japan, and he's like, "Oh, hi, Leon." Just walking past. <laughs> Wait, what kind of holidays do you organize, Talal? Well, uh, actually, it started by uh, like cultural holidays, weekends, and uh, in vacation, and uh, then I somehow added some dancing holidays. And I even end up uh, doing uh, medical trips. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you mean, medical trips? Well, uh, like for now, it's mostly taking men for uh, hair implants in Turkey. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, that's interesting. You want to tell us more about that? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know about that. I didn't know that uh, you organized Yeah, it. the medical part. Yeah. So, uh, so is it a procedure that you would have yourself? Uh... Well, I had to try on my own. Oh, so I wasn't going to say anything because I'm looking down <laughs> at his head right now. You're look, Wait, hold on. You're looking have... down at his head? <laughs> you you are in a hotel yeah, room. Sit, listen, don't give the listeners uh, <laughs> something to worry about. We're sitting on two different chairs. I'm slightly hiding him and I'm looking down at his <laughs> crown. Like, I know Talal for years <laughs> and I've seen his hair come and go <laughs> and come back again. <laughs> So wait, Talal, can you explain this procedure? Because, hey, listen, we're all getting older. Um, I'm sure other people might want to know about, <laughs> about this. No, it was it, it was a moment, actually, like, uh, I somehow noticed that uh, somehow I, I, I don't have the same line, you know, the front line. Mm -hmm. like, like, uh, like receding, kind of? Of course, yeah. So I wanted just to have, like, a I didn't lose that much hair, but I wanted to have, like, like a clear line. Uh, so somehow, let's say, this, uh, I decided to uh, try that, uh, let's say, hair implants in Turkey. And this guy actually a genius. They do a really great job and worked properly on me. So uh, after a year, I could see a result. And I said, like, okay, I can somehow include this uh, package in my trips that I propose. So besides dancing trips, cultural trips, let's do medical trips. And there are a lot of people who are interested because, uh, first, because they don't know. Second, because they, they, they tend to pay too much if they do it in Europe. When, and the result is not really satisfying. 
and uh, when they want to go in Turkey, they need someone who can be with them to translate, to guide them. And that's my job. That's cool. You speak Turkish now? No, but most of the agents there, they're like from Syria, from Jordan. They speak Arabic. So that makes okay, the job okay, easier. Okay, yeah. okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I always see like every every time I see Talal, there's always like about 50 people behind him that have just come from the <laughs> Sunrise Productions uh, holiday. Dude, Talal, you know what? Now I'm kind of remembering... One of the first times we met, it might not have been the first time we met, but they did a, a weekend or a week of vacation in Bodrum, and Belgium was where we um, left from. It was with Mike O. I met you at your party. Whoa. You had a party at some some club on the corner of us. The, the, I, remember, I remember something about the party that I was organizing that was like, like exactly 10 years ago. Easily. 2007. It's 2009. Nine. Seven. Before? Seven. Seven. Wow. That's but I also remember uh, we were kind of like having fun trying to reproduce some kind of Bollywood movies. Oh my god! Ru- like running towards each other like in a slow motion. I would I, I would like to video find somewhere. those videos. Do you have? Them? I will find that video and post it. I'm telling you. Except you're gonna post it. It's gonna be 240 pixels. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> that was the quality back then. <laughs> yeah, it was with like my like my digital camera back in the time. Oh man! And you know, there's one thing that I always remember about this guy. This is this is my. Uh, my fondest memory <laughs> of Talal. <laughs> like this guy has always been organizing something. He, put, he was performing, teaching, whatever. He's always organizing some kind of party and stuff like that. So I went to one of his parties. It's coming back, by the way. Yeah. Sun, what's it called? Sunset Sunrise Salsa. Party. I'm Sun- sorry, that's Sunrise, New Sunrise, please. Sunrise. <laughs> Sunrise, Sunrise. There's a difference. Big difference. Yeah. Uh, Sunrise. He's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it always starts by going down. But anyway, <laughs> so we're moving on. So he organized this party. And we were in, I, I think we were Lille. in... Lille. We were in Lille. In Lille. France. We were in yeah. Lille. Lille. So we are in a festival in Lille. <laughs> and this guy, he's always... He, 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 I think he's a typical Moroccan in a way that he likes to haggle. <laughs> he wants to get the lowest price. If you go to Morocco with a Moroccan, you're guaranteed whatever oh, price they say, they will get the lower price. <laughs> they know how to do it. <laughs> and this guy was haggling with me to get a lower price for a show, a show with with, uh, show with my group. Yeah, and and he kept going on and on, and we were doing the discarga on stage, and we were at the back of the stage. I can imagine and, after the show and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> directly after the show. We're on the stage, and then I go to him. You know what? I just said it for a joke. I said to him, "I'll give you a hundred euros less." Two hundred euros less. Two hundred. I said two hundred euros less. Wow, that's all I was. <laughs> I said, 200 euros less if you crawl along the stage like a snake and then go to the front of the stage and push your tongue out and go, ah. And he did it. He did This guy <laughs> wanted to get me for so cheap. He did it in the middle of a festival on stage in front of everybody. That was doable. That was, yeah, for him it was doable. For me, that was... And you know what? I couldn't back out. I had to give him the discount. I, Damn. It burned me so much. I went and performed at his, his, his party. For 50 cents. And when he gave me the money, it hurt my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was like, it felt like there was acid being poured into my hand at that moment. It was your third time, by the way. So. It was my third time. So for everybody who knows Talal or who is going to work with Talal, do not bet with Talal. <laughs> if, you think no, there's, don't dare yeah, if you think there's something he, he won't do. And he's not even a drinker. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, he would do that shit sober. Yeah, this is the only guy I know would do 
drunk things sober. It's the only one. <laughs> and also, he has the title, like, I was, no, I was, I've talked about this previously in um, in podcasts, and I do it in some, I've talked about it in some of my stand-up routines as well. I was one of the hairiest black men <laughs> on the salsa scene until I met, um, I'm still, I still was, still, I guess I still one of the hairiest black men. I deal with it. But Talal is one of the hairiest men I've ever met <laughs> on this scene. You know, cause wow, we, we're we, getting up close and personal with Talal today. No, I'm just, talk, I'm just talking about, you know, these costumes where you have the shirt open. And the, <laughs> like, you never knew, with Talal, you never knew where the shirt finished and the hair began. Well, actually, we, we just had that joke when, just before we started recording, I was commenting on Leon wearing a white shirt for once, because every other recording we've ever done, Leon's wearing black and he's sitting in a dark room and it's really hard to tell whether he's in witness protection or <laughs> no, he's, he's my, my podcast co-host. What you need to, what the listeners need to understand, the name of the podcast is Naked Encounter. So <laughs> when I am on my own and I'm talking to Magna via Skype, I am butt naked. <laughs> I'm the one count. I'm the one counting naked. down the seconds, hoping that the podcast is over soon. No, no, she counts down. She counts up the seconds to the moment that she sees me, <laughs> and she gets annoyed because I don't have the lights on because she wants to focus on the details of this like body of a Greek god right here. Uh, here, here we go again with this Greek god nonsense. He, <laughs> Leon's probably drunk. It's uh, already that's why he's talking. Like this. What he's talking about? Get out of here! Right now we're sitting in um. Talal's room. We're in a festival, and uh, this is this is great because this is the this is the perfect opportunity we can that we have to like uh, do these podcasts and with guests. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Talal here, Talal Graham, yeah, thank you, as man. I like to call him for coming in. And <laughs> <laughs> Talal, I got a question for you because you've been around so. pretty much as long as we have, or longer even. <clears throat> what have your observations been of the the dance community? The invasion of Kizomba. Invasion of Kizomba. What about Bachata? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, with the Kizomba, Bachata. The thing is, like, I, I, I miss those events that we had back in the time mm -hmm. where you go to a festival and there's one huge big room and everybody is there. And, uh, yeah, once in a while the DJ will play one Bachata or one uh, or one Cha Cha. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot different. I mean, I don't know. I still I'm, I feel some nostalgia, actually, to those days, actually. You see, you're showing your age because everybody over a certain age misses those days. Yeah. This is true. You know, there used to be events the younger, where they had the younger nothing younger generation, they don't mind. They, mm. they don't want to go in hiding the, the gizomba or the bachata yeah. or even the salsa room because I've noticed some of the gizomba instructors when there's a congress and there's many rooms, they yeah. come and hide out in the salsa room. Imagine even if you want to look after your friends, for example, like you don't know where they are. Are they in the salsa room? Are they in the bachata room? Are they in the gizomba room? Are they in the Cuban room? Are they yeah. in the... It depends on the size of the festival yeah, as well. Yeah. But I, I do like the intimate ones. Actually, that is true. Even back in the days when they had the New York Salsa Congress, and that was a big event, like 5,000 people, um, they had one room. Yeah. It was just yeah. one big room. I don't remember there being yeah. a bachata room or definitely not Kizomba room, but everything was played in that one room. And it was crazy to have an... Like, now that I think about it, because now you're used to having variety in any given night, right? In any given party. I... I can't believe that back then at the New York Salsa Congress, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 5,000 people in a room, in a massive ballroom, and just salsa and maybe cha-cha. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And everyone was dancing. Like people, it, 
you know, people didn't run away from the level of skill. They just pushed themselves to get to that level of skill to be able to enjoy a night that's full of salsa dancing. Like, well, those days are gone now. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we all have to adapt. You know, it's like what we was talking about with Anais in the, um, the other podcast that we did. Um, you know, best thing to do is go and learn everything. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Go and learn everything. Go and learn everything. So I'm looking forward to the day that I see uh, Talal doing a Gizomba <laughs> sensual workshop. Well, I was going to ask you, Show. Talal, what is your uh, preferred dance? Oh, definitely salsa. Why? Well, uh, let's say, I don't know, I mean, I got caught by salsa in the very beginning and uh, somehow, let's say, it, uh, it, it for me, it's a, I would say, a, a more challenging dance, a more fun dance, uh, uh, a more creative dance. Uh, uh, well, some people might think I'm uh, I'm wrong, but like, yeah, it's... Uh, it's what gives me somehow this uh, this this, uh, this 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 vibe, this energy, this uh, this fun, and uh, that what keeps him somehow on the dance floor. Can you give before we wrap up? Could you give uh, a tip to the dancers out there? Um, for for salseros, I would say. For anything, like what would be a tip that you would give to any up and coming dancer? That's something actually I've always been thinking recently. That when you would want to start dancing salsa. I mean, don't only learn salsa, but also learn about its history, its origins, and all what made salsa the way it is right now. Because that somehow contributes in the learning a lot more than if you just like, scratch the surface and just learn what you see somehow from your teachers. Cool. That's interesting. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, the next thing you should do after listening to this podcast is go on Facebook or go into your phone book on your phone or go into Instagram. Just tell everybody about this podcast, <laughs> Naked and Counting. It's the one that we should be sharing around the world with any and everybody. And thank you again to our special guests, Telalalalagram, <laughs> all the way from Belgium. And we won't talk about what I found in his bedroom. <laughs> we will not. But yes, if you do want to find him, he's... How do they find you? Well, just like by my name in Belgium. I live in Brussels. I give uh, classes like uh, weekly. So I'm based in Brussels, so it's easy to find. We'll write his name, especially his second name. We'll write, because I can't even pronounce <laughs> I know. it. We'll ben put that Lesson. in the group. Benzema. Benzema. <laughs> Tell all of Benzema. Who got the keys to Benzema? Uh, I wish. <laughs> Anyways, he's an awesome person uh, to dance with, to hang out with. He's full of jokes, as you can see. So if you ever run into him at an event... Definitely say hi. Thank you, Magna. Ciao, guys. Take it easy. See you next time.